Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all baddies who want to glow the fuck up. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a wealth astrologer and business coach for luxury entrepreneurs. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, human design, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's secure the bag. I have such an exciting guest with me today, Christy Avis. We recently connected on Instagram and I was just so stoked for this conversation because she is a human design mindset and aligned business coach. She is a Leo sun, Scorpio moon, Sagittarius rising, and also a five one sacral manifesting generator. So I knew I had to connect with her. And she is a multi six figure entrepreneur who has achieved a 100k month in her second year of business. So I'm so excited to learn all about that and her journey. Welcome, Christy. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I am so freaking excited to be here. Yes, I just love connecting with other Manny Gens. Like I feel like I can totally feel that like your sacral is happy. And I was like, yes, we need to have a conversation. (laughs) Literally me. I'm like so into the the sacral activation, like so there, so in my magnetism. So it's so, so fun to connect with other Manny Gens. Awesome. So tell us your story, like the long story, like how did you get here? How did you get into human design and how did you start your business? Yeah. So actually my business was really started because of deepness alignment. So this is like, it it goes pretty deep and it all led me to human design. So I was in a space of working in corporate America and just really, really, really burnt out. I was doing things. I was working like 10 hour days. I was drinking coffee all day just to survive. And I knew something was like deeply misaligned. Right. And at that point I got diagnosed with like a bunch of autoimmune diseases. And I was kind of just in this energy of like, this cannot be my life. Like I'm in my twenties, early twenties, and I'm getting sick. And I could tell that those, those illnesses in my body were because of the deep misalignment and the deep pressure and the deep force and the deep have tos that I was existing in, in my day-to-day life. Right. And so within this piece of realizing this misalignment, I was like, I need out. Right. And I wanted to create something that I could really support my health in. And I found the online world and I was like, oh my gosh, I can be a virtual assistant and a graphic designer. That's where I really started. So I'm a manifesting generator to the T I'm so multi-talented, so multi-passionate. And so I was like, okay, we're going to just do all of the things and see what works. And so I started off in graphic design and I was making probably about zero to $500 a month. It was so hard. And it was just this energy of like, I'm going to be here until I'm 65. I'm going to be working and just doing things that were misaligned. And I was kind of just in this waiting and I was like, I'm 20. I can't wait till I'm 65 to feel happiness. Right. And so what that led me to was being a virtual assistant. And so I created a VA business and at the time it felt so exciting. It felt so deeply aligned and I was making really good money. Like my final month in corporate America, when I quit, I had a 13 K month, but it was also, I had created corporate America 
in my job. Like I had just transitioned all of the hardness, all of the pressure, all of the shoulds, all of the have tos. And even though I stopped working the like 20 hour days that I was working when I was working my job and my VA business, I, no time opened up. I was literally in pressure and force and have tos and shoulds and people pleasing so deeply in the VA business that I didn't catch a break at all when I quit my job. And that time was just filled with more work. And I kind of had this moment where I looked around and I was like, this can't be it. This can't be it. And I was working for, I was a VA for six and multiple six figure entrepreneurs who were in ease. And I was behind the scenes working 20 hours a day. And I was like, something's misaligned. Like I want what they have. And I really went into the spiral of like, I'm not good enough for that. I'm the person who's meant to be working behind the scenes. I need to sacrifice. And what this led to was just a lot of feelings of just like almost resentment for like, I'm not good enough to have that ease. I'm not good enough to have that level of income. I need to force, I need to pressure, shoulds, have tos, you know, just all of the things that shut my sacral down. And I found human design and I was kind of in this space of like, universe, show me how I can do this. Show me how I can actually tap into ease. Show me how I can actually feel lit up in my life because it doesn't seem to matter what environment I leave, I recreate the pattern. And I was recreating that pattern of hard work equals money and it equals just enough to get by. And so I found human design and I started learning about the sacral and it was really intellectual for me. And at the beginning of the process, nothing changed because I had just intellectualized human design. I just learned the facts and I was like, Ooh, here's my incarnation cross. And Ooh, I I'm a manifesting generator. Wish I was a manifester, but whatever, right? <laughs> Just the process we go through when we learn about our designs, right? And I nothing changed. And I was like, okay, I actually have to apply this. I actually have to embody this because the facts, the knowledge isn't going to be enough. And you know how it is like being a one line, we can kind of go really deep into like the, the knowledge piece and forget the embodiment sometimes. And that five line, I was really able to bring the embodiment through with that. And all of a sudden I started losing clients that were misaligned. And all of a sudden, my 20 hour days started turning into 10 hour days. And all of a sudden, my income started going up. And it was just these deep moments of satisfaction when I had lived my whole life in frustration. And lo and behold, here we are. I'm a human design coach now. I had um about two months ago, I made a hundred K cash in four weeks. We're averaging about 70 K cash months. It has been absolutely insane. And as cool as the money is, it doesn't really matter. Cause I remember that 13 K month when I quit my job, I was in the space of like, what is this all for money? Ain't nothing. If you're working 20 hour days. Right. But I found such a deep level of ease at this level and such a deep level of satisfaction and a really beautiful relationship that I'm in. And just like everything has really added up to the energy that is the most alignment for Jens and Manny Jens is it just, and I believe this for every human design type is just the better it gets, the better it gets. And we really get to fall into this alignment and see it reflected in our 3D reality. Oh my goodness. Totally. That sounds like a crazy, <laughs> crazy process. And I definitely can it resonate was. with that. Like the, I guess the working, the workaholic tendencies from your day job, and then you kind of take it into your entrepreneur journey. I feel like a lot totally. of entrepreneurs do that in the beginning. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've seen it so, so much. It's like the pattern is deeper than just escaping the job, just escaping mm-hmm. corporate America. It's like the deep core beliefs we hold around deservability, our ability to make money, our ability to be in ease. And it's deep coding. It's societal, parental, <laughs> generational. It's so deep. For sure. So much healing is needed yes. there. So oh my gosh. One one question I have for you is how how did you learn how to tap into your sacral center? Yeah. So honestly, it, this one was a process for me because I was very in my mind. I was very, very intellectual. I was always the person who was running pros and cons lists. And I'm an undefined Ajna. Like I should not be doing that. All day, right. <laughs> yeah. And so I was in that energy of trying to figure out things intellectually. And a huge piece of the sacral that I really started to understand is it's like a muscle. And for a lot of people who first discover that they're a gen or a mini gen, whether they're an emotional or a sacral authority, they have to exercise their sacral. And I started practicing in the small moments. I started allowing myself to actually live in my body. And that was a huge deal for me because I had previously been so intellectual that dropping into my body felt scary. And it felt like, I don't know what to do here. And I really intellectualized that process. And so I let myself practice in the small moments of, do I want an apple or an orange? Do I want to wear this shirt or that shirt? And really started to get in tune with the present moment and my senses, because our senses really do drop us into our body to where we can feel that natural body intelligence coming through us. And the sacral can't respond for a future moment. So why am I spending so much time worrying about what could happen when the only moment it can respond to is the now moment? And so I started doing a lot of deeper presence work of like, here and now, what's going on here and now? What am I smelling, seeing, tasting, touching, feeling? And that got me in tune with is this a yes? Is this a no? Right. And that was how I really started to tap in. And now it's like for bigger decisions, I instantly know, is this a yes or a no? Because I've really practiced that. And I think that's something that a lot of people make a mistake in when it comes to their authority is they only try to utilize it for these huge decisions. And it's like, there's a practice to be done in the interim, in the smaller decisions, even with emotional authorities, there's a practice of tuning into how you're feeling right in this now moment, because even if you're an emotional or a lunar authority, there's still a now moment of how do I feel right now? Right. Totally. I love that. I feel like that's such a good reminder for sacral beings to just like fit into those uh, simple decisions, not always like the big ones, right? Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's so funny because we'll try to do that. We'll try to make the hugest decision based on the sacral and everything else is based on the mind and the sacral is like, uh, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying, but our ability to tune in hasn't been practiced. Right. Totally. And so I'm very curious your experience with like the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship and what that kind of looks like for you. Tell me if this is a Manny Gen thing. Like sometimes (laughs) I feel like for us, we're so excited about one thing, like launching something in our business. But then how do you hold that excitement? Because I feel like Manny Gens kind of get excited and they're like over it by the time it started already. You know what I mean? So what's your experience with that? 
I love this question so, so much because this is, and it's so funny because I've seen that all human design types kind of experience this in different capacities. Like projectors will go through like that period of rest. Reflectors will go through that period of rest. Manifestors will go through that period of rest. We'll all go through that period where it's like, there may be feelings of a little bit of disconnection. So what I've really tapped into, and this is something that is pretty unique about the way I do human design is I combine them with energetics work, because if we're just basing it on human design without energetics work, it is kind of the energy of like, oh, I'm plugged in. Oh, I'm plugged out. Oh, I'm plugged in and judging ourselves for that energy that comes through. So as a Manny Gen, when I get that impulse, I will let it sit and I'll let it, let it kind of ruminate. And then when the pulse really comes through, that's when I start to take action on it. So I get the idea and then I let the idea kind of sit as I respond to it. And then that pulse of excitement and action will come through. That's where I take the action. And I understand that throughout the process of a launch, there can be things called generator lulls that will come in for both gens and many gens. And what I really started to do is I started to disassociate with the idea of a lull and starting to tap into just what is the intuition of this now moment? Mm -hmm. Because if I go into a lull and I start to create stories around the lull, that's where I've gone into the energy of, oh, should I quit this launch? Why am I not connected? Oh my gosh, I'm unplugged. I don't believe we can actually unplug from our launches. It's not something we plug into and out of. There's just an isness to it, right? And so there's just an isness to our being, whether we're in a quote unquote lull or we're in a quote unquote moment of inspiration. And so instead of me projecting onto these moments of like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling disconnected from my launch. What's wrong? Oh my gosh, people aren't gonna feel me. I just go into the energy of like, source energy. What is this moment for? I know my launch is good. I may feel a little disconnected. And sometimes that moment of disconnection is the moment of me actually needing to lean back and letting the launch do its thing. Other times it's a deeper integration or something else, a deeper context of my messaging wanting to come through that I need to actually let land. And so the biggest piece I can say for Jens and Manny Jens is really this energy of like, instead of, oh my gosh, I'm in a lull and something's wrong, asking yourself what the pulse of this moment is for if it's not possible to unplug and the, the energy always comes back. It always comes back. I love that. I feel like that's such a good reminder to really like focus on what the message of the the now is. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so powerful because I find that if we're like in the now and we're in resistance to the fact that we're going through a moment of integration or a quote unquote lull, we're going to be trying to get to a different state of being, right? We're going to be like, oh my gosh, why am I not excited? Oh my gosh, why am I not connected? And what does self-judgment do? That's an aura collapser. And so our magnetism is going to be so off and we're not going to be open to the fact that like, I can receive whether I'm feeling amazing or not good, right? Totally. There's an isness to it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I love that. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the centers. And yes. like, this is a question I've been dying to ask someone who is also so into human design. And it's how do you release the energy from your undefined and open centers? Like when you're absorbing, yeah. so much, I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but I'm like hypersensitive when I, since I know human design, if I meet someone and I know that they have a defined center where I have it undefined, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm absorbing all their energy and it's not necessarily good for me. So how do you totally. deal with that? Oh my gosh. I love this question so much.
This episode is sponsored by My Creator Baddie Program. So the truth is that so many driven entrepreneurs struggle with figuring out the steps to create content that actually sells high ticket offers. You might be feeling burnt out from creating content or you might feel paralyzed with fear and have no idea how to start with your content. Wherever you are right now, the Creator Baddie program is here to help you get closer to your dream life. Now I'm talking about that life where you wake up every single day feeling refreshed because you don't need to set an alarm because you are the boss. That life where you are allowed to take time off and travel whenever you want to because you have the financial freedom to do so. That life where you feel so fulfilled because you are getting paid to do something you would do for free. Now, I've totally been in your spot before as there have been times where I felt completely lost with my business and it seemed like I was speaking to no one when I showed up on social media. But then after a decade of struggle, things finally started making sense. I realized why I went through all those years of adversity and it was so that I could teach you what I know today. This is not a cookie cutter sales technique, as you will learn how to find your secret sauce using your astrology and human design and sell in a way that feels good for you. If you already have an online business, this program will teach you how to create better content to make those luxury sales. You don't need a bunch of fancy systems to call in more money. Simple aligned content creation is all you need. If you are a new entrepreneur, this program will teach you how to build strong foundations and create the right content to build that life of freedom. So if this is calling to you, I invite you to join the Creator Baddie program. The link will be in the description and I cannot wait for you to begin. And like, I can totally, totally do that because I'm not a emotional authority. And so when I'm around somebody who has a defined emotional center, it can be a lot for my energy system. And even like a defined head and a defined Ajna, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel overpowered in the thinking and all of the things. And so what I really come to understand about undefined centers is it's kind of like a pre-practice and an after practice. So the pre-practice is the energy of, I am a screen, not a sponge. And when we talk about being a screen and not a sponge, what this is, is this is a disassociation from every single thing that we feel having to be ours or having to make a story about it, right? Because until we label it, it's just a sensation and that sensation is allowed to pass through us. So that's the idea of being a screen is it's like, okay, I understand that I'm feeling some energy, but this doesn't have to mean anything about me. So I let it pass instead of the sponge energy where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel this thing. This means I'm out of alignment or it means I'm absorbing too much, or it means I need to fix the energy that they're feeling, or I need to fix myself. That's kind of our first line defense when it comes to these, these open centers. And when you're a screen and not a sponge, the wisdom of the undefined center gets to come through because there's so much wisdom in our undefined centers. And so For example, I have an undefined head, which means that I can be very intuitive and almost sense what people are thinking Mm -hmm. without them telling me. But if I'm in sponge, not screen mode, I will literally be absorbing their thoughts and like freaking out about them and going down the rabbit hole and associating them with the ultimate truth. And it's like, 
is this thought even mine? Like letting it, <laughs> letting it pass through. And so that's kind of the first line defense when it comes to undefined centers and really tapping into the deep wisdom there. And then the second piece is an intentional dissipation of the energy practice. And typically what I found is that's alone time. That's getting in your own energy and doing something that feels really good. So I use selenite, the crystal to cleanse my energy systems. I also, I love that. I'm like holding it right now. (laughs) Yes. Incredible. That's the whole vibe. So I use selenite to clean my energy system. Sometimes I will do like somatic shaking. I'll do dancing. I'll do singing. I'll do meditation with the intention to clear because I've found that the intention to clear is all we really need. And just being in the body and a couple of deep breaths of like, I'm back home. What is my body saying? What's going on? And that check-in really allows us to get in tune with our own energy system. I love it. Those are such good tips that I feel like, yeah, it's like constantly a practice because I totally feel that. Like I'm grateful for my emotional authority, but I can't imagine like how difficult that might be for someone who doesn't have it defined because I'm like, you're just feeling all the emotions of everyone. (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh. It's such an illusion that, like non-emotional authorities are non-emotional like we feel things and then we amplify it if we don't know how to practice this screen not sponge and like even my partner he's he's an emotional authority and like he is so good at managing his waves but I still can get into like fix it mode in terms of like what's wrong oh my gosh how do I fix it and I'm like oh wait I'm a screen And yeah, with that, like, um, when I'm around someone who has a defined head, I'm just like feeling that pressure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Like it's almost like a headache sometimes Mm. if you're really absorbing. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. Like I think back and I'm like, when I didn't know about this stuff, I'm like, did I feel that back then? (laughs) Like I try to think back to how I lived life before. Totally. And it's so funny because once you know, now you have the awareness and it's like, yeah, was that existing before this moment? Not sure. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I wanted to dive a little bit into your astrology. So I just pulled it up. I'm just curious (laughs) to see what resonates and like how this is playing out in your life. Amazing. So, So, well, first, okay, let's talk about one thing first a few aspects that I noticed because I was just like, you know, looking at your journey, being able to get like your business so successful so quickly. I'm like, there must be something in your astrology that is kind of relating to this. Like I always say astrology is not causation, it's correlation. And it's about how you the energies. So what I noticed in your chart, two things, you have Venus trine Jupiter and Mars conjunct your midheaven. So Mm. Venus, I don't know if you're super like um, aware of these things, but so Venus is the planet of flow finances and how you attract money into your life and your values. And Jupiter is the planet of abundance, expansion, just like all the good things, good fortune. And this is actually like a crazy aspect because these two are both of the benefic planets, meaning they're like two of the most positive planets and a trine it means the energy is flowing very easily between them so you having this literally is like you are destined for abundance if you are able to activate the energies and it seems like you have so it's 
like the abundance and the expansion has been flowing into your life so easily. How does that resonate for you? That definitely resonates. Once I found alignment within my sacral, I feel like I really was able to activate that. And it's just, it's, it flows now with such ease instead of force. And it used to be force when I feel like I didn't have that activation on lock. Totally. And with that, so with your Mars conjunct, your midheaven, so Mars is the planet of action, drive, uh, passion, and the midheaven represents your public reputation, your career, your authority. Mm. And when two placements are in a conjunction, it amplifies the energies of the two placements involved. So I would say that when you take action in your career, like everything is amplified, like whatever you want to happen will amplify if you're taking aligned action. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. That so deeply relates and resonates. Like, thank you for that. That's beautiful. And it's like, yeah, when I am in alignment and I feel that sacral pulse for something, it is, it, literally is so massively beneficial on the back end of it. If I ever operate out of force, have to shoulds or pressure, I feel like I completely shut that down. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that that is landing for you. And I wanted to ask you about your content strategy, like your process of creating content, because I was looking at, so when I, when I'm kind of figuring out someone's content strategy or how to help them with it. I look, I look at their sixth house because this is the house that talks about your day-to-day routines and how you kind of like to structure your workflow. And I noticed your sixth house is in Gemini, meaning you might enjoy a lot of variety in your day. I totally do. Very intellectual, like lots of ideas. You might enjoy analyzing research all that kind of stuff. So how is your content process like? Oh my gosh. I love this question so much. And honestly, that relates so, so deeply because I do content in a way that a lot of people in the industry do not do content. Like I allow myself to repurpose the heck out of anything and everything, because sometimes I do feel that opposite, that Gemini energy coming through of like, I'm not touching content today. And I still want something to go out for my audience to connect. And so I literally have a backup of content that I will reuse and repurpose. And I just decide it works. And then other days I have posts coming through me, which is so Gemini energy, right? Like it's so powerful. And there was a period of time where I was writing every single day and I had to be really intentional about sourcing inspiration and sourcing inspiration from my environment. So I had to like listen to the right music and I had to set myself up and really have that clear channel. And then I exited that phase because I had such a beautiful backup of content. And now it's like most of my stuff is repurposed and new things come through that are the pulse of the moment, which allows me to flow between those energies. I love it. Yeah, that's, I love the repurposing because that's something I feel I like it. I always recommend to people, like no matter what your placements are, because I just don't think it's realistic to force yourself to like come up with ideas all Every the time. Every single day. Oh my goodness. I couldn't do it. And even with people with defined Ajnas who source inspiration, it's like to have that pressure of every single day, I must create something brand new. Like our, our message gets to come through so many times in so many ways in the same way in different ways. It's like repurposing is where it's at. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I noticed that your midheaven is in a Libra. So the midheaven, Ooh. like I said, is like your career. And 
I feel like it really represents how to build your brand as a business. So I would think that your overall brand is a lot of building one-on-one relationships with people like, and kind of even like indulging in pleasure and building harmony and just peace in a community. Do you feel like that's like what your brand is about? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like it, it, and I really resonate with what you said around like building one-on-one with people because I literally from the start of my brand decided I care about each individual who comes into my world so much. Like I have the most beautiful relationships with people who are just in my programs, in my courses and my one-on-one and my masterminds. And it's like that individual connection really is where it's at for me. And I think that that's a huge reason why like my care from people from the beginning, people felt that. And now I have like hundreds of testimonials and I read them every time I hit an income goal, every time I'm celebrating something, because it really is about that connection for me. So that resonates so deeply. I love it. I love it. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about pricing Mm. So what was your journey with that? Like, how did you figure out your pricing in the beginning? How did you increase your prices? Tell us about that. Totally. So I love this so, so much because when I, when I was in my VA business, pricing was really about what other people thought. I was still in a deep place of people pleasing and deconditioning that from my system. Um, there was a fear of conflict within my, within my undefined solar plexus. There was a need to prove myself within my undefined will center and just lots of overthinking within my undefined head and Ajna. And I was in this space of like, what am I good enough to charge these rates? So I really did undercut myself and something one of the energetics that I embodied that helped me embody my human design as I moved into coaching was the energy of, I don't have to work my way up and I get to choose what feels in tune and aligned now. And that was really important for me in terms of pricing, because my first prices were not the cheapest prices, right? They were aligned to me. And it wasn't from this energy of like, let's prove myself, but it was from the energy of like, if there was no working my way up, if I was good enough now, what would I desire to charge? And from that space, that has been my guiding factor, no matter what I am pricing. And my prices have continued to rise and go up. And it's always from this energy of what feels incredible for me to receive and also what feels so no-brainer for them. And when I tune into the energy of what's so no-brainer for them, that's actually just another question for me because I don't know what they think, but it does give me the opportunity to ground into the transformation I'm offering. And so that's been a big part of my journey is like, what feels good for me to receive? What feels no-brainer for them? And that always leads me to that sacral yes for a certain price, instead of trying to create it from my mind of like, what are other people charging? What am I good enough to charge? Am I established enough? And it's just like, no, what's in tune right now. And even like trying to hit a certain income goal with pricing, like I never do that. It's just like, what is the pulse of now? What's coming through now? What feels aligned now, regardless of anything else? I love that. I feel like that's such a good reminder, like, especially with everyone with the undefined head, like we're constantly overthinking. Oh, like, yeah. I catch myself <laughs> doing that too, where I'm like questioning all these things, but it's really about what feels right for you. And it's so yes. It's so unique. And it's always like, it, it is going to go up and it is going to evolve. And sometimes it'll evolve after one one-on-one client. Like I've had moments where I'm like, oh, my coaching price is this. And then one one-on-one client comes in and I'm like, oh, it's going up. Like, it's really about following that pulse. Right. 
I love it. And if I remember correctly, I think in your human design chart, your bottom right arrow was pointing to the right. So you're like a non-specific manifester. Is that yes. correct? Yes, I am. So how is, how is that for you? Like how, how do you manifest as a non-specific? I love this question so much. And something I've really started to tune into is that people can get a little bit crazy about specific and non-specific. And what I've really started to tune into is it's all based on the biofeedback of you tuning into that next level version of yourself. So I found that sometimes even within specific and non-specific, if we're trying to follow that to a T, but our biofeedback is in resistance to that, we're going to struggle to manifest. So for me, being a non-specific manifester, what I'm actually tuning into, and I recommend this for all human design types, is tune into the feeling of your alignment theme when you're manifesting. Mm. So for me, I'm tuning into satisfaction and peace above all else before I tune into the non-specific piece. And then when I tune into the non-specific piece, what I'm really tuning into is like less, less of the specifics around how something's going to look or be exact. Like right now I'm tuning into my future home. And one of the, I, 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 I'm so allowed as a non-specific to have specifics like that, that better have big windows or it's a no-go for me. Right. (laughs) But other than that, I'm picturing the energy of just being able to wake up and go downstairs and feel the sunshine as I walk into my kitchen and start juicing apples and ginger, right. That feeling is what's incredible for me. The feeling of being able to go and sit out on my patio and lay down naked and get sun without any neighbors, right? I'm feeling those things in my actual body. And so that's the energy that's making me feel really, really excited. I'm also feeling the ease of paying that mortgage and being able to pay a lot of that mortgage off before I even before I even buy the house. Right. And so like, that's one of those things I'm really tuning into. So it's more for me about the feeling in general that I'm getting. And also like the conversations I'm going to have with my partner about the garden and things like that. I'm just feeling into all of those pieces from the energy of my alignment theme. Mm, I love that. And so after you've like set the intention how is your process like for figuring out what your aligned action is or like mm. how, how do you go about like learning your business strategies or like what is that like for you? Totally. And this is one of those things that's been really powerful for me is like, I have this, this vision for this million dollar house, right? And once I've put in the order, I actually let it go until the moments where it feels really good and really aligned to think about it and feel into it. It's not this energy of like babysitting my desires and, oh, I have to be in tune with this million dollar house all the time and all of the things. It's more of the energy of like, I have the desire, it's there, it's good to go. It's set in stone once I've had the desire. And so I can think about it when it feels good, but there's no like babysitting of it. Mm. And the process to get there is really trusting that piece. Because if I don't trust that piece, then I don't believe that my sacral is leading me there. Right. And so for me, when I trust that piece and drop the how, I allow my awareness to be expanded of like, I could win the lottery. I could do something crazy in my business. I could open up another business. I, my business could expand rapidly. And so I'm open to all of these possibilities. And that's where my sacral is starting to tune in and is going to lead me on the path of that desire. And I really trust that no matter what, our authority is leading us on the path of least resistance to that desire, regardless of if we think about it or not. And so 
our job is to see all of the pieces be in tune and see all the pieces that come up that look like it's not working are actually portals, they're gifts, right? Because those energies are clearing in order for us to step into the frequency of that desire. That's amazing. I'm curious to get your thoughts on like manifestation versus like divine timing. Like Mm. sometimes I feel like certain manifestations take longer than others. And like people always get frustrated or impatient. I notice that sometimes happening in my life. What is your advice for, for if that happens for someone, like if something is just taking longer, but they feel like they're doing all the right steps, what would you say? Totally. There's a few different pieces to this. So one of the things that completely transformed my life, one of my old mentors, Genevieve Rackham, she's incredible. She used to say this thing and it really stuck with me. It was the energy of it happens when it happens. And that's just that. And when I, when I first tuned into that, I was like, that's frustrating. Like I want it to happen now. But what I really tuned into was like, I can't force it to happen now. And so where am I now? Am I trying to live a different reality than what's here and now the only moment I can receive in, or am I fully receiving this present moment as being good, as being beautiful, as being incredible. Right. And something else that I've seen a lot of people do when they go into the energy of like, why hasn't it happened? It can turn into self-blame. It can turn into this energy of like, what am I doing? Not good enough. Why am I not in the energy? If I was an energetic match for it, it would be here right now. And they can get really hard on themselves. But what I have realized over and over again is like, this journey does not require perfection, right? And when we tune into the fact that we could mess it up, we're not in tune with being in full self-acceptance and full receiving of the now moment. So it's kind of this energy of like, if it doesn't require perfection, then I get to trust that everything is that's coming up is for me. And if this is for me, what's next, right? Because I can tell you, even within the income levels I'm creating, money fears still pop up. Fears of my launch is not going as planned still pop up. And it's like, if this journey required perfection, none of us would be here. That is such a good reminder. I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's such a good reminder for, for everyone, any type, whatever, like, yeah. When it, what was that quote again? When it happens, it happens. It happens when it happens. And that's just that. And it's so funny because in the moment it happens, it's going to be the now moment. And so it's like all the moments adding up to it were worth it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like, okay, if it's going to happen in the now moment, am I, am I open? Am I feeling open? And if I'm not feeling open, am I in resistance to myself? Am I in in resistance to the reality I'm experiencing right now? Mm -hmm. I love it. And so I always like to ask all my guests this question. And the question is, what do you wish more people knew about you? Honestly, that is such a deep question. Um, I, I think I wish people knew just like, I, this was one of the things that I actually really, really struggled with when I started hitting deeper income levels. And this is a little bit of a vulnerable share, but I really was scared that people would disconnect from me and feel like 
Christy's on a pedestal and Christy is different now. And that's one of the things where it's just like, I still have such a deep heart for people and I haven't changed. And that's something I really want people to know is like the higher income levels, it doesn't change you. Like I still do my dishes. I still do my laundry. I still leave my keys in the fridge. I still have moments where it's just like, I'm so clumsy. I'm so funny. I'm so goofy. And the money hasn't done anything to change that or to change my heart for people. And that is something that I wish my audience and I wish my friends knew is that I have this deep fear of like being completely separate from people because of making money. And I'm still just Christy. I'm still leaving my keys in the fridge. (laughs) That's so awesome. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> that was such a deep question. Like, yeah, I oh love my it. gosh. I love deep, deep talks. <laughs> but what, okay, what is your advice for someone who is trying to embody an abundant mindset, but they're currently, you know, in a not so great situation, they might have like lack in their mindset. How do you, what is your advice for embracing more of like that gratefulness and that abundance where, when you're in such a tough spot? Totally. I love this question so much because I have had so many clients in this space. So many people come into my programs in this space and it is always first and foremost, nervous system and safety work for forever. Right. Because I see so many people trying to tune into the energy of like a hundred thousand dollars in the bank account. And oh my gosh, the client could come today, but their biofeedback Mm. doesn't respond to that because it's so in this lack and this fear. And so what I teach my clients to do, and I think everyone should do is present moment work where it's like hand on heart, hand on stomach here. And now is somebody knocking on your door, asking you to be evicted from your home. Are you able to pay for your groceries? Are you able to breathe? If that is the lowest, lowest place that we can go, is your heart still beating? Because what we want to start to do is we want to start to associate with safety in the now moment. Because if we're trying to dream big and attach to an abundance mindset from a dysregulated nervous system that feels unsafe, we're going to struggle to plug into those feelings. And so always first and foremost, hand on heart, hand on stomach. What are the cues of safety now? And starting to ground that into your nervous system. And when you tune into that, we get to stop self-protecting in a future moment and thinking worst case scenario, because the only moment that exists is here and now. So if I'm able to cue safety here and now, then I'm able to start to tap into what if a client signed in right now and starting to tune into what if I had 10,000 in my bank account? And I find that the what if questions really allow your brain to take, take a back seat because it's like, I have 10,000 in my account. It feels like a lie and your biofeedback's going to respond to that and be like, that's not true. But if you go into the energy of like, what if, and if that's too tight, if it feels like too much to tune into that, what if go a little bit more general, like What if I'm a match for abundance? What if money gets to continue to flow? What if money gets to start to add up? And then I start to tune into money and moments of pleasure where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm taking a shower and the water feels good. Can I associate money with this feeling of pleasure? Oh my gosh, I'm getting the sunlight on my skin. Can I associate money with this moment of feeling the sun on my skin? And it's like, when we start to tune into safety, we start to play into those what ifs and our biofeedbacks behind it and then start to wire money with pleasure that's how you will switch into an abundance mindset that is so good I feel like that last (laughs) about how like associating money with these 
pleasure feelings that you are already experiencing is so good. I don't feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about that before. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, there might need to be a money program coming based on that. (laughs) Totally, totally. And oh my goodness, this conversation has just been so amazing. I'm sad that we're coming to the end of this podcast. (laughs) Me too. Tell us like what's coming up for you in your business, anything you want to share and tell us like where people can find you, your links and all that. Oh my gosh. So uh, the most incredible place to connect with me right now is actually on my Instagram. It's Christy Avis and be careful because there are a lot of imposter accounts out there. So it's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-A-V-I-S. Follow my stories. We've got a lot of incredible things. And I also have a Facebook group called Aligned Ascension for Spiritual Entrepreneurs. That's a free space that has tons of free human design trainings, tons of free business trainings, tons of free energetics trainings. Like those trainings will absolutely change your life. We just launched the Aligned Ascension podcast, which means I'm going to have to have you as a guest on there. That would be freaking incredible. Um, So that's a really good place to tune in with the energetics of everything that we've talked about here. Um, I also am enrolling currently for the Six Figure Aligned Ascension Academy, which is for women who are ready to tap into a six-figure business through the trifecta of human design, energetics, and strategy. There's like nothing like this in the entrepreneur world. So it's, it's, it's really, really incredible. And this is our second round and the results from the first round have been freaking incredible. We have masterminds, one-on-one coaching, just all of the things. So we also have a program for gens and many gens on pre-sale now that's going to be launching very soon. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Just thank you for joining me today. That was super, super fun. And I feel like everyone listening is going to definitely get some golden nuggets from this. So thank you. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. This was freaking phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me so that I can reshare it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.